Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. <clears throat> right, are you introducing? I don't mind. All right, I'll do it. I'll, I'll, I'll do ABK. Alastair Beckett King. Right, excellent. Yeah, I've only known you ten wrong, years. By the way, on the running order, it's got did two I? Twos. Oh, yeah, but it's, it would be pronounced the same. Okay, well you that's don't say good. Beckett differently based yes. on how many T's are. Well, in. she does the she does the writing bit of the podcast, and I do the you know I'm. Yeah, what bit do you do actually? <laughs> what bit do you do? She. It's been ten years and she hasn't worked it out. No, you do the running order. To be fair, you yes, do the running order. And sometimes you do spell the guest's name right. So that's you know that's half the battle, isn't it? Yes. Hello, scumbags. This is the Scummy Mummies podcast with your hosts Ellie Gibson and Helen Thorne. Hello and welcome to the Scummy Mummies podcast. It's me, Helen Thorne. And it's me, Ellie Gibson. Ellie Gibson. Today we have a writer, an animator, an author and a man who is 38 years old. <laughs> Wait, are we doing that now? We don't normally do. Are we now saying people's ages like with the news of the world? What yes. Are we doing? What? Alistair Beckett King, 38. Yes, exactly okay, right. Fine. I just thought that would be interesting. Is it? But I saw it on the internet today when I was writing the running order. I was like, he's 38? What? How is it interesting that I'm 38? <laughs> if he was 37 or 39, would that be dull? I don't, I don't know why. It, you know, it just piqued my interest. Fuck it. Are you on drugs? What? Also, I'm a comedian. It says comedian in the script, but uh, Helen didn't say it. <laughs> and, and why? Like, I, is that is your principal that's job? That's my main job. I know I'm not being very funny now, but I'm kind of on the back foot after the 38 business. So, um, well, I just thought I'd change it up. You're, you know, always, you're, you're always introduced as a comedian. Let's what, make it different. I'm, I'm, when people bring me on stage, I'm going to say, could you just bring me on as a 38-year-old man and don't mention... <laughs> Don't say, oh, he's really funny, here are his credits. Just be like, I'm now a 38-year-old. And the crowd goes, what? <laughs> what do you, you mean, mean he's not 37 or 39? Change it up. You don't change up an introduction. That's what an introduction is. You say what the person, like, does. It's been 10 years, man. <laughs> <laughs> It's been 38, some people. So I would, have been, I would have been about 28 when this started. Wow. <laughs> wow, so young. Blown. <laughs> I can't. This is bad for me because I can't remember how old I am usually because I'm so I'm so bad with numbers I can't remember them. Thank so God I, I know I was. I know I was born in 1984 because George Orwell wrote that book. So mm-hmm. it's a famous yeah. it's a famous year and easy to remember. I prefer the sequel 1985, but yeah, carry on. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so na- so that is that was a shock to me as well as to the listener to mm. discover that I was thirty eight. I yes. think of myself as more of a twenty five year old. This, my husband can't remember how old he like. Literally asked me just yesterday how old he was, and I was like, "You fucking like who doesn't know how old they are?" Mm. Alistair Beckett. Me, King. yeah, I'm an example of <laughs> someone who's so stupid they can't remember how old they are. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, um, you know, we're we're just about to get a king, but you're our favourite king, Alistair Beckett King. Oh, more than King Charles. Yes, exactly oh, right. Well, as I think you know, Helen Thorne, forty-four. Yes. Uh, Alistair, <laughs> what is it, Ellie? Gibson? Alistair Beckett King and I, and ironically in his case, hate the monarchy. Yeah. So we ah. don't have a favourite king or queen, do we? Yes. No, I. Uh, well, um, oh, here we go. I don't know. I, here we go. No, I don't think I do. I, I, I sort of, because I kind of look like Queen Elizabeth, you're going to have to, uh, the first, you're going to have to Google me and then what Queen Elizabeth if, the first if, looks if, like. Um, we've got a similar vibe going. I've yes. always felt a simpatico mm. with Lizzie Wan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I would say I like her. I think more John the Baptist, which I know is one of your jokes that I've just done, but John the Baptist, if he was doing Queen Elizabeth on RuPaul's Drag Race, <laughs> that's what I think we've gone for. And I like yeah. it. It's a mm, good look. Mm, yeah. yeah. Right, well, we've we've said our guest age. We've insulted his appearance. <laughs> what next, Helen um, He's a funny guy and he's written a <laughs> children's... you'd know if you'd said introduce him as a comedian. <laughs> Again, you'd have to explain that to the listeners. Just, just, just mixing it up. Mixing it up. He's Surprise. not one of those comedians, which, to be fair, there are a lot about that, you know what there are there are and you've written a children's book called Murder at the Museum yes it's oh. called Montgomery Bon Bon colon Murder at the Museum to give it its full title mm-hmm. and it is for 8 to 12 year olds I'm saying that just because you like ages oh yes please <laughs> and um, we have your child is <laughs> 11 I've got an 11 year old Why bingo bango with how old everyone is <laughs> Just shut up. <laughs> well, yes, I, we've got children. Yes, that's again the premise of the podcast. Well, I don't have children's, but I have. I have. Uh, I'm prepared to a sell a book to them. because <laughs> oh. um, they don't pay VAT. These kids. I just find out you don't pay VAT on kids' books. It's like these kids have been scrounging for too long. Contribute so, something. Wait, are your books cheaper then? Have well, you, you passed that price onto the onto the consumer? Um, I assume I have. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know how much it costs. I'm the last person in the world who would buy a copy of it because um, I, I thought. Of almost all the words in it. Uh, I brought I brought a copy for the podcast. I thought about bringing two because there's two of you, but then I thought it's the height of arrogance. Really, it's like giving a framed photograph of yourself to someone. Aww. So I wanted to bring the podcast a copy of my book. No, we Aww. were complaining that we'd not seen your book just this morning. And yeah, saying, "Oh, that tight bastard! He hasn't even sent us copies." But I bet he only brings one. So that's well, I did bring I did bring out. one, but you can't you can't give people a book. You, you can't, can you? It's just <laughs> like you have to read this. Hello? It's awful. Yes. Do yeah, you give you people? I, are, are you good at self-promotion? Because I'm. I hate it. Oh, she's. I'm not you because. Mm. But she's Australian. So when like we have to like in the old days when we do Edinburgh or something, she she flyering like she'll just walk up to people. I, I hate flyering. I can't stand it. I can't. I just can't bear it. She'll she'll be quite happy. Walk up to people and go, Hey, come and see this comedy show. It's brilliant. It's so funny. And I'll be like, Your face is on the picture. <laughs> but I can't. But I'm in a double act, so it could be at least fifty percent funny. But you don't say that. You just say it's brilliant. I did say that very many times yes. and in Brighton and people thought it was kind of okay <laughs> they, that, to they thought it was kind me. of okay <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 were, they, they weren't horrified but that you meant to fly Do you, you don't worry they think you're arrogant no because I'm highly likable <laughs> I think it's, it's I think that's true <laughs> but it does sound arrogant yeah <laughs> Again, why not both? You can be arrogant and likeable. I, I, I was just watching. This is related. I Do just you know- thought it was un... Like, I, 
I'm not. I, I wasn't aggressive. I was like, this no, is really No, I never said you were. You're no. arrogant. <laughs> Again. But, but I think I we forgive it in a foreign accent. Like, in a, uh, I think, because, I think, like, have you seen... Have you seen the, the video? The guy who played Biff in Back to the Future has yes. a song about all the questions people ask him about Back to the Future, and he's he's sick of hearing all the questions, so he sings a funny song, and it's it's, it's pretty funny. People really like it. Yeah. But the last bit is someone asking him how much money do you make, and he says more than you, and the the American audience go like, yeah, <laughs> I earn less than him. But like, if a British if a British person if a British actor told a British audience that they earn more than the audience like even though we know that's true we'd be like we hate oh shut up oh that guy is not getting out of the car park (laughs) but but I think somehow we accept it we'd accept it from an American we'd accept it from an Australian yeah and maybe maybe Australians would accept it from Australians but Brits would never accept that okay see see, this is as I always say and as as um uh, multi-podcast appearing Steve Hill has said every day is a learning day yes and I've, I've I've learned something today and what I've learned is that from now on you should do all the flyering forever <laughs> I'm, I'm quite happy to I'm so Sorry. proud of our show I'm excited to do our show and I'm excited that people will want to see our show and that's yeah. what I'm trying I'm, to convey I'm somewhere in the middle so uh, <laughs> back to your book Alistair sorry um, what 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 was the inspiration was it was it like oh I've got this great idea for a book or did a publisher approach you we were like, no, I'm just going to rinse the shit out of kids. They're idiots. Yeah. They'll buy fucking anything. That's it. I saw, I saw all these kids far far too much money on their hands, the other <laughs> one, I, thought, I think. Um, no, so what happened was, back during um, lockdown, if you remember that. Um, uh, vaguely. We all had a great time. I did a, a murder mystery on Twitter. So every day for a week, I posted mm. a new character and people could vote to sort of say who they thought was <gasps> the murderer. Like a choose-your-own-adventure book. Like a choose-your-own-adventure. Oh. So, um, and um, Like the traitors. Yes. Like I, I invented that, basically. Yeah. I invented hit TV show The Traitors <laughs> two years ago. But I never go on about it. <laughs> and yeah, so and uh, Gronya, an editor at Walker Books, uh, got in touch because she liked that video, mm. and we started talking. And I, so I pitched a, a, a Who Done It book for kids. So oh, um, so there's one coming out in February this year. So mm-hmm. that's now. Yeah, and another one coming out later this year. But I haven't finished writing it yet. So that's that's quite stressful actually. So that, your um, deadlines. Pff, who needs those? Yeah. Ugh. Ah, I've got a horrible feeling in my tummy now. I remember that I have to finish writing. But you oh, already book. know what happens. Like you know who's done Pretty the murder. Much. Yeah, I've re- it's a murder. I've, re- yeah. I've redrafted it so many times now. Oh, I, so it, good. It's got good. loads of words in it. They're just yeah. not good yet. So I How just need to keep going back through. How many words is the first book? It's like thirty-four. Thousand. That's a good. But bear in mind, I don't know how old I am. She so likes numbers. She's going to need an exact word count, Alistair. <laughs> we'll put that in the show notes afterwards, just in case anyone's on ten to hooks. Also, I've learned. If you could that give us a daily update. As well, <laughs> yeah, that'd be really good. Oh, oh yes, please. Uh, just tweet it. Was it always a children's book? Like, did you never go, Richard Osman? He's fucking done all right. Doing books about murder. Yeah. I'll do. I'll do an Osman. Were you like, no, I want to talk to the kiddies. I think it was because well, the the the. The premise of the book is uh, Bonnie Montgomery is a 10-year-old girl, but also a brilliant detective. So she puts on a moustache and a sort of Poirot-esque disguise and becomes Montgomery Bonbon, the gentleman detective. And nobody in the book can tell that she's a 10-year-old wearing a false moustache. So (laughs) once you accept that, it's just a normal murder mystery. Um, but that so that was always the premise. So it was always about a child detective, but act, acting as a grown-up detective. So most so the the crimes are actual murders, um, uh, not like people have had a, a pebble stolen or whatever it is that happens in books where murders don't happen. Mm. And most of the you know so the suspects are all 
grown-ups. Right. Um, but she gets to hang, hang out with and catch the grown-ups in lies. So is it and... like Midsummer Murders for CBeebies? Yeah. yeah yes. Or is it like, you know, proper like people having like serial killers carving pentagrams into people's <laughs> abdomens? Is it that sort of yeah, thing? Yeah, it's like CSI Miami um, <laughs> for 10-year-olds. Brilliant, though. And, and, and who have you sort of tested it on then? Well, we, uh, I think so far um, one one friend has read it to his, his kids. So This is a really weird thing because you, you, you do comedy, so you know... Barely, that thank comedians you. comedians are very <laughs> people <laughs> like um we every couple of lines when you're doing a live show you're checking whether the audience are enjoying it constantly throughout the yeah, show yeah. and like we're so pathetic every every sort of punchline you look at it and you're like huh yeah was that okay yeah, yeah. am i doing it pat Is my head right? stroke my yeah. ego yeah whereas with a book you have to do the whole book and publish it and convince various adults that it's a good idea yeah stage after stage after stage and then only in the final once they've already been printed only at that point does a child get to read them and 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 either enjoy or not enjoy them oh, yeah so yeah. it's incredibly intimidating compared to doing stand-up and it yeah. makes you realize how um not how easy stand-up is but how much um what a, what a good way of developing stuff it is to have the audience there going, good, bad, yes, yeah. no, yeah. as you're doing it. Because you get else another go as well, don't you, as well? So we, mm. like, we've done plenty of previews where they've been about 50% funny, but that's fine because you mm. get rid of a load of stuff. Yeah. And there are some jokes that we do in pretty much every show that no one thinks is funny but us. But we're yeah. like, no, you're here for 90 minutes. <laughs> we're allowed one joke that we like. Yeah, <laughs> we did. Um, oh, you'll like this. Um, we, haven't, we haven't said this yet. Um, I don't know if you can tell. Um, but Alice's a vegan. <laughs> 38 year old vegan, Alistair Beckett King. Two T's in Beckett, please. Uh, hyphen King. Uh, Beckett hyphen King, yep. yes. All the punctuation. Um, we did some kimchi based jokes. <laughs> some, some, oh, they were, I maintain they were good jokes. Oh, they were so funny. I think you were uh, some of the, the leading kimchi comedians for a. Film. Oh, we fucking I don't think anybody that else was, was doing The it. audience was wrong. This was the thing. <laughs> Every time the audience was wrong, we would do. Yeah. Um, we have these we have these hipster dad characters and the joke the joke isn't that they're vegan because that's you know that's I'm sure you've heard all those jokes but the joke <laughs> is that they're um, you know right or super like over right on yeah. dads and they're Very really sincere. annoying and you know and they think they're feminists but they secretly hate women that sort of thing yeah. and uh, yeah and they the idea was that they <laughs> they started a kimchi company called Probiotics yes that's right which I thought was a good joke yeah fermenting for men fermenting for men that's right it's right. a good joke oh my god <laughs> <laughs> rip, rip! There goes Alistair's side. <laughs> and then no, as far as as far as male feminist kimchi vegan jokes go, <laughs> these are some of the best. Oh, outrageously wait, good! Then they did some celebrity co- um, collaborations, didn't they? That's Helen right. Mike? Kimchi Wild. <laughs> <laughs> that was one for the youngsters. The uh, youngsters in the audience really liked. My personal favourite, Brian May. Brian May. Brian from, May from Queen. Because kimchi is is well, it's in Brian. Brian. It's in Brian. It's in Salem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it, is it? <laughs> fermented? It's I know fermented. It's, it's pickled, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, and then one for the CBBS fans. Well, he won't get this. Isn't got I'm children. Yeah, Eagle pickle. I've heard of Eagle. Yes, pickle. yes, That's yes. Very, good, very, yeah. very good. Um, and then we we're like, <laughs> it's always good when you go do a joke and someone goes, "I've heard of that." <laughs> How is that for you? I've got the reference. Yeah, yeah. I've got mm-hmm. the reference. Good. It's not funny. Yeah, well done. <laughs> good, good try. So uh, tell me that stuff didn't work out. Yeah, and then it's we weird, isn't it? Yeah, and when we said we're going to be your, you know, don't worry. Um, there's nothing to kefir but kefir itself. <laughs> no, <laughs> anything. I, what? No, that one's that, that one's really good. good. I didn't, yeah. mean, to, I didn't like, mean to say that's worry. actually good, which is what I said. That wasn't what no, I meant. You did it with that was especially good. Yeah, and, and we said we can guide yeah. you through. Don't worry, we'll be your kefir advisors. 
<laughs> Again, good joke. Great joke. Good joke, fucking people. No, the don't, audience was people wrong. Don't, they don't deserve us. Ah. Yeah, sadly, those those jokes will not be appearing in the greatest hit show, which kicks no. off this month. They are month. fermenting in the van. I yes. got very excited. I found the actual prop, which was uh, Kim Wilde, which I printed out Kimchi very Wild, yeah. Kimchi Wilde in a jar. Um, yeah. But anyway, never mind. <laughs> Oh, when you've gone to the trouble of making a prop and then have to cut the bit. Oh, it hurts. I say that, but she did it Helen style. So the <laughs> idea was I bought these clear plastic jars um, and then she was supposed to print out p- pictures of like Kim Wilde, obviously. But, uh, and Brian May. Jars, but her printer had run out of blue ink. So, but we're still printing in red and yellow. So it's a sort of very, very pale sort of Victorian <laughs> ghost of Kim Wilde instead of, and it was unrecognisable from the audience. Yeah, it was, it was too pale. It just looked like a sunset. But anyway, never mind. <laughs> I think that's why those jokes didn't work. This, the props weren't good enough, Ellie. It was not, yeah. Oh, look, we're just talking about us, for God's sake. Yeah. Um, should we stop? Have you, have you said enough about your book? Is there anything else you Oh, that's you fine, say? yeah. Yeah, people should, uh, people should buy it, please. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it was really terrible. If they don't, so is, is it I'm in, in hardback, paperback? It's in paperback. I'm not, I'm not a maniac. That doesn't matter. <laughs> no one goes. Oh, I was going to buy that book, but it's only in paperback. Well, I'm afraid. No, thank you, Mr. Alistair Beckett King. Come back to me when you oh, rip up that proper chip. cover on it. What the fuck? Doesn't matter. I'm just giving it a bit of, you know. No one cares. How how long in hours, minutes, and days it takes to write it? <laughs> Um, I, I don't even I don't even know because I can't remember numbers, so oh. I can't even answer those. I'm, I, the problem is I'm promoting it badly, and you, as a kindly Australian, are trying to help. Yes, <laughs> but with questions that are themselves very unhelpful. <laughs> I, I, I'm, not, I'm not able to make the book sound yeah. good by describing what the cover's is made of. Is paper. it a funny book? Yeah, it's got jokes in it. Yes, Great. so it's, That's a, it's good. a funny. Yeah. I, should, I should have said it's a funny murder mystery. Yeah. Who done it? It's a fair play murder mystery. You. The clues are all there. You could work it out yourself. Maybe a kid can work it out. I, I don't know. We'll mm-hmm. find out. What's the rudest word in the book? That's what my kids like. You know, like for me, is it is it is it a bit rude it and silly, the, a bit dirty? It's got the word uh, fartiferous. Yes. Oh. As, as a description of uh, twanging a ruler on the side of a desk. Uh-huh. Ah, it has a fartiferous twang in it. Oh. Twang is an you excellent know that sort word. Of, yes. When you were a kid. And have you done an audio book? I think there will be an audiobook, but there isn't yet. Okay. So I think there are How going to be. How long will that be? We've got to get these numbers down, guys. We've got to get the stats in place. Uh, I've got I, an I Excel spreadsheet. I don't know in use. time how well, long. Yeah. I, Jen, if you could I believe they update. estimated it would be a day and a half recording. <laughs> yeah. That's all I can tell you if you, if you want <laughs> the figures. Oh, it's coming oh, in a paper bag. Yeah, a bag like pornography yeah, in the so, olden oh, times. Look yeah, at this. I brought the book in a in a brown paper envelope <clears throat> as if it were pornography or a bribe, but it's <laughs> just a book. So as you can see, uh, paperback. Oh, it looks great. Um, Helen, you'll me. want to know how many pages Excuse there are. Excuse me, there. We've, we've, we've yet to That's mention. That's two hundred eighty-three pages. There's pictures. <laughs> Ding it's, dong. It's illustrated. Yeah, yeah. It's not just boring old words. No, thank no you. Way. It's illustrated by Claire Powell, who is a comedic genius. I think so. The, the pictures are hilarious, and whenever oh. there isn't a good joke on a page, she puts a funny picture on it. So oh, it works God. brilliantly. That yeah, sounds great. It really oh, keeps things awesome. going. This is awesome. Oh, well, thank you very much. Uh, yes, we'll take it in turns to read it. Since so you've only bought one, well, one again, I thought it would be arrogant to oh, be like, oh, you'll want you. one each for if one of you isn't here. Do that you know what? I, 
arrogant. I, 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 maybe this is too early on in the in the podcast as a as a scummy confession. But um, so um, we've known Alistair what nearly ten years because we started about, comedy yeah. um uh the same time, and Alistair did one of the first scummy mummies shows. Um, well, when I whole, saw your yeah. your woke dads, we wouldn't have said woke in those days. We wouldn't have known what that meant. No, but, but I remember the the woke dads. Yeah, and so um, so we've known Alice for a long time. But um, last year we had booked tickets to go and see um, Alistair at Edinburgh. Your show being called I'm Thirty Eight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was called Comedy by a Thirty One Hour well, Show. <laughs> Um, six, 60, uh, 53 minutes you're on tonight. <laughs> yeah, I, I usually, I usually come in at 53 and yeah. most people laugh too much which is rare yeah. uh, it was called Nevermore ah and are you still touring that? that? Um, well, I'm, I'm touring this year but I'm touring uh, an old show I'm touring my 2017 show The Interdimensional ABK because oh. uh, it's the first time I've ever been on tour so I thought I may as well tour this old show I've got in my back pocket that, yeah. never, good. that I never did anything with Yeah, and I had to do this before Edinburgh so I didn't know if the new show was going to be good mm. so I thought I'll tour the definitely good show and yes. if, if this one's bad it doesn't matter but mm. that one turned out to be quite good and, and in fact better reviewed than the previous show so it was a huge mistake but <laughs> Oh. I, I thought you'd want to understand the admin behind why I'm touring a different show. Yeah, yeah. To yes. the one I, just I have seen both shows and they are brave, both brilliant. And mm. the, the Nevermore show, um, this is the great test. My father came and saw uh, Nevermore with me at Edinburgh. Helen didn't go because she was on a date with uh, with, I, a, with an Italian called Giacomo, uh, yes. who I picked up Ooh, from nice. Tinder. Nice. Yeah, and yeah. then ended up um, banging in a car park at the Travel Lodge. But, it was, <laughs> but your show probably would have been better. I'm not sure. I'm not, an Italian, you say? I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Oh, he was 42. Um, <laughs> yes, 17 minutes. Anyway, uh, uh, but yes, we and, and that's the real because my dad is an old comedian and a very like if if you're not funny, not only this is my dad. I can't. I'm really worried about taking my dad to comedy shows mm. because he's a pro. I'm you know, now kind head. of annoyed that you brought him. To be honest. <laughs> Didn't realise how much danger I was in. Oh my god! No, no, we sat, we sat, you know, at the back. But um, if not only if he doesn't, if he doesn't find it funny, not only will he not laugh, he will start doing the sort of staring at the comedian like he could, like they're speaking French. <laughs> and then if they're really bad, he'll go, he'll like, he'll touch the stage. He'll go, they're not funny. You're like, Dad, you Shh. can't do that. You can't, you can't stage whisper heckle people. It's no, very think rude. it in your head and it's... play it at the pub afterwards, like normal people. Yeah. <laughs> So he didn't That's, do that. He didn't show. do that a few. Wow. Because my hearing's not good, so that could have been going on from the back, and I yeah. wouldn't have known about it. Did you hear anyone go, <laughs> <laughs> like Sid James having a sort of aspirin attack? Because that is how he laughs. That would have been him. And he did laugh like that at your oh. show. So oh, that's well done. good. That's a relief. But, you know, the old one's good as well, as we say. Yeah, it was fine. It was also fine. That one was uh, good too. Can we talk Although about I, I just It's occurred to me, it did have a bit where I tried to get the audience to chant Kill the Queen in it. So that's probably going to have to come out before I tour it. They can be funny about that, can't they? Now that she's dead, the bit's probably... It, I mean, it never worked in 2017, so it's not going to work. That was this one for you, was it? Yeah. yeah. This one for you. Once, they, once everyone, ch- it, without any prompting, chanted, kill the queen, kill the queen, and it was great. Yeah. But they're like, uh, that was probably the one where your dad was there. And he was like, yeah! Oh, he would have definitely chanted it yeah. queen. It's like, again, about 10 years ago when we started out, I we used to have a character, I used to have a character in our show... Um, called Elena, Russian children's entertainer, mm. who um, did children's parties, but was also a member of Pussy Riot. And <laughs> the end of her bit was she used to get the audience, she used to get one half of the audience to sing, I like the flowers, 
I like the daffodils. And the other half had to ch- chant, kill the fascists, kill the fascists, kill the fascists, kill the fascists. And at the time, it was quite fair, it was fine. I liked it. I saw the question in the shed the other day and I thought, should we bring it back? And I thought, no. But, um, uh, but again, fascism's on the rise. I'm not sure. I'm worried how well that bit would go down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fascism bit. might be too popular for you to take easy pops at us oh, yeah. anymore. Should we just, should we, should me and you do a double act where we just talk about <laughs> killing the monarchy and the fascists? Um, Helen, Helen, yeah, you'll come. Do yeah. a, we could do a podcast. <laughs> if I'm not banging someone in the car park, <laughs> I'll check my diary. <laughs> we won't invite my dad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we can review guillotines, that sort of thing. Let's talk about strategies. Uh. Yes, which spikes are the best for putting heads on (laughs) at the gates of Buckingham Palace? I think there's mileage in this. Hello, it's Ellie here. Now, if you like the sound of my voice, and I don't know, maybe you do, you listen to this podcast, I'm starting a new podcast and it's called Sort Your Shit Out. And it's all about finding a bit of balance. Uh, Starting with alcohol. The first series is all about booze because basically I've decided I'm a bit of a pisshead and I'd quite like to drink a bit less. Uh, So I've got an actual expert to help me out. She's called Stephanie Chivers and she knows loads about this sort of thing. And also I'll be talking to loads of other experts and authors and, you know, funny people and just having loads of chats about you know how to yeah drink a bit less find a bit more balance and sort your shit out the clues in the name isn't it anyway it's out on the 9th of january 2023 have a listen if you like hope you like it and um, can we talk about your running order helen so as you say helen does the running orders yeah yeah, yeah. i'm seeing some outrageous subject headings <laughs> on this we... running order i mean what's the most looking at that alistair rather than reading the whole thing what's the most offensive what stands out at you that's I'm, really upset the you? sentence what was life like as a little ginger <laughs> Leaps what out. The fuck? Now, normally it's quite rude to use an adjective in place of a noun. A ginger. She doesn't know what knows that means. <laughs> I don't know. I, I had to Google what an adverb was recently. Anyway, never mind. But what was life like as a young person of your hair colour? <laughs> as a person of hair colour. <laughs> as a can't even call people ginger these days. Can't even call him ginger. So oh, it's gone mad. To be a comedian, yeah, have a laugh. Yeah. Well, speaking as a POHC. Um, you can have that, Alistair. That's his next Edinburgh show, to be honest. Yeah, it's a yeah. gift. Person of hair colour, comma 38. If that doesn't get Helen out of the car park, I don't know what will. Oh, dear. I, I, I don't think um, being ginger was that much of an issue until... And, uh, until I was about 11, I think I don't think people used to be bullied for being ginger. I don't think it was really a thing. Yeah. I, my, my totally unsourced theory is that, um, like, uh, for want of a better term, political correctness, like the fact that it beca- that like d- sort of racist jokes became less, somewhat less palatable, meant that around sort of in the 90s, people were looking for an <laughs> easy target that j- you could make fun of without it being really offensive. Like, yeah. Because when we were kids, there was lots of Irish jokes for some reason. And oh, lots yeah. of ginger jokes. Mm. And I think I think it was regarded as fair game to make fun of Irish people for being stupid. I would like to be clear of the podcast. I don't think that's fair game. Nobody thinks But that. I do think making fun of ginger people is fine because we're not a race. Ah, good. Ah. Although some people, some ginger people... So it's, just, it's exactly the same as racism. It's just the same. It's completely unacceptable. And <laughs> it isn't exactly the same. It's not exactly the same as racism, is it? No. No. I'm going to say no since I wrote the running order. But no. It, 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 but you don't, want to be, you don't want to be mocked for your appearance. That's not a nice no, it thing. Is, it yes. Is cr- yes, it isn't kind to mock people for their appearance. No. That's true. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we've established that. 
Has that answered all your ginger based questions? Is that it? Just, I just want to be it? clear because yeah, you know, I, in case there was, I couldn't like for a, uh, I still don't really notice people yelling things in the street or, or people sort of approaching the street because like for sort of teenage years there, mm. there was sort of constant heckling as and in, in the northeast of England, I'm not saying which is where I grew up. I don't mean I don't think it's an area that has. Uh, has worked out his identity when it comes to sort of jokes, like in the way that uh, Glasgow or Manchester, absolutely, the the area knows what its sense of humour is. Yes, and, yeah. And, and, and if you get a heckle at a gig in that area, it'll be in the genre of a Glaswegian heckle. Yeah. So in the northeast, like, the, the main joke I got was people would go, oh, mate, your hair's on fire. Like, okay, so, yeah, my hair is the same colour as fire. That's the premise of that. But that... The quality of that, I would say that's a two out of ten insult. I heard that literally about 12 times a day for four years. The same joke. Wow. No working on that. No, dad's like, hair's on fire. Yeah, mate, your hair's on fire. Oh, Oh, hot. And (laughs) someone went, so... This is what I'm after. This was... Yeah. This is the gold. No, you're right. This is absolute gold. This is what I wanted. Oh, holy, it's Elvis. That was another one. I don't look (laughs) anything like Elvis. What? Elvis, I had I have big fluffy ginger hair. Elvis um, wasn't a ginger. Elvis wasn't ginger. I think they they were aware of that I looked different, and he was the first person they could think <laughs> of who was a, a famous person with hair. I don't know right. why. That's very oh, near, strange. Near, if you could cut your hair off and turn it into wood, uh, you could sell it. Someone said that once. What? Which is a compliment, I oh, think. Oh, yes. I know. I More mean, than an insult. Yes. I mean, that's a, it's a I lovely... I don't understand. It's not really mocking. They would, it's a big market for wood in the northeast. I mean, I, I think just... I think this is why I thought I could be a comedian, because the other kids in the school were so unfunny. That yeah. Yeah. Part, but... I was going to ask your origin story, because, like, you know... What... <laughs> like he's Wolverine. <laughs> yes, exactly. How, when, did you, when did you emerge? When did you... Transition, or when did you? A you secret know, government facility yes, turned yes, into what a happened? comedian. I'm just you, having the image now of the movie. The first scene of the movie is like your mum, ah! and the doctor going, "Oh, his hair's on fire," <laughs> <laughs> and your mum saying, "I know what's on fire." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow! I, I would love to know what accent my mum had when you were doing <laughs> I, that. She, she will be Australian. I know it's on fire. <laughs> that's that's Reese Shearsmith, I think. <laughs> oh. I know it's on fire. <laughs> Can't. Oh, cannot, cannot pick an accent, any accent. I cannot do it. Uh, I was going to say, so you your origin story. Your mum's Scottish. 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 Billy Connolly or Eddie Izzard or even Brian Connolly really liked Brian Connolly back then um, oh the Australian one no no Brian Connolly is a British comedian oh okay who I'm not how sure how well his stuff is dated it was very it was very broad and I, but I honestly think I honestly think hitting a puppet and then when the audience go or oh, shouting it's a puppet is very funny <laughs> To, I don't think that has dated at all. Yeah, no, that's timeless. So yeah, good good on you, all the Connollys. Um, <laughs> uh, Great s- family, really lovely family. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't. You never see them together. I'm not sure if they go on, but both funny. Rosemary is my favourite. <laughs> um, I moved to London to go to film school because I wanted to be a serious director oh. of films. <laughs> And, no one uh, ever goes to film school going, I'd really like to bring back the Carry On series. <laughs> yeah. I want to be a key grip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Caddyshack 3, that's my dream. <laughs> Weekend of Bernie's, yes please. <laughs> and um, 
I so I didn't make any funny films. I wasn't trying to either. Um, mm. I was too afraid to try and put jokes in them, which I think was a mistake in retrospect. Yeah, because I might have been reasonably good at it. Um, and I had made my uh, I'd made my final graduation film, and what they do at the London Film School, and I don't know if they still do it, uh, is a form of sort of group uh, humiliation and bonding. Is after you've made your piece, they they show it to the whole the whole school in the in the little cinema, and uh, then the people who made the film sit up at the front and aren't allowed to talk while the staff give their feedback in each department. So the camera staff say what they thought about camera and and, and so on. <gasps> Uh, the X Factor. Oh. Yeah, and you just have to sit there and, and not say anything. Yeah. They, if they like it, I am told it's very enjoyable. Oh, <laughs> shit. If they don't like your film, it's a, it's a horrible experience. Oh, oh, oh that sounds nasty. Um, I'm not saying the film is any good. Although it, it went on to be nominated for a Student Academy Award, so it wasn't that bad. But um, a Student Academy Award is quite a lot less good than an Academy Award. It, basically, I think the attitude of the film school was they were really trying to get me out of their genre, out of their medium. Like, are you sure you want to make films? I think the director of the school said, why don't you, why don't you go and become the world's first pre-Raphaelite stand-up comedian? Which is actually <laughs> quite a good diss if you've seen my hair. Yeah. Uh, and, and he said it in a nice way. And to be fair to him, I did do that. So um, <laughs> take that, I guess. <laughs> It must um, be a struggle now with all the up-and-coming pre-Raphaelite comedians. <laughs> You've paved the way for them, and now yeah, they're just riding on your coattails. Yeah. Just, yeah. Got some jokes about Ophelia. Fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> so having, uh, yeah, that, so having that, that sort of crit, we called it, mm. before, having that awful crit, it, in, the, in the same week, I did my first open mic as a stand-up, and, um, and that went really well. Um, that was at the Cavendish Arms. Do you remember, oh, do you remember that? Oh. Uh, where you got a little trophy if you, if you want. So, so for anyone who doesn't know, yeah. the Cavendish Arms is a strange but sort of wonderful pub in yeah. Stockwell. And they have these comedy nights. Is it called something awful like Comedy Virgins or something, mm. isn't it? Yes. Or, yeah, like and they have funny oh, slags or something. At least 20 comedians <laughs> on. At least oh, 20. thousands. Thousands. Yeah, yeah. It goes comedians. on for days. Oh, so your I dad. did take my dad and that's when mm. he, and, oh, one, and he was doing it. They're not funny. No. And I was like, Dad, he's not really a comedian. He's just a fucking estate agent do you know what I mean he's just yeah. giving it a go like let people give it a go but he was it was the day Thatcher died oh he was furious and he was furious that no mm. one was doing loads of jokes you went about to, Thatcher you went to Cavendish Arms on the day Thatcher died I think yeah. so yeah I was there <gasps> what <gasps> I, I, I distinctly remember well we probably had a chat oh yeah we I must have because I remember the olden I, days I was yeah. on Oxford Street with Barry Ferns when I saw the headline oh. and, I, and, I, and I threw my arms in the air and shouted yes yeah, Thatcher's yeah. dead <laughs> thinking that it would be like a, a MGM musical and everyone would start dancing and then you'd start at a conga line yeah. Yes. yeah it was really the wrong crowd for it they were like well you know she did have you know she, she's just an old woman yeah. <laughs> so, no. just an old woman who died in a hotel it's quite it's not really and I was my arms were still in the air at this point I was oh. like come on guys, I went, guys. I went, maybe it was the day of it but, but I went to the pub and ordered a bottle of fizz and like was really so, yeah we were really embarrassed Rachel I was baked like, a yeah. cake yeah <laughs> she made cake our friend, our friend Steve Hill was on holiday in Spain and he leapt off the sundowner and jumped in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she would have wanted. Well, it's oh. nice to know that some people were celebrating. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. The old three woman. people were like, yes, we did people it. Like, She's an old woman. I was like, she was a bad old woman. She's <laughs> a nurse, you bitch. People die. Lots of people yeah. died because of her. I remember um, one of Rachel's family said, oh, she, she had kids. But like, yeah, but her kids are like Mark Thatcher. And they're <laughs> awful. Her kids are all so terrible. It doesn't... They're, they're not mutually exclusive being awful and a parent. We should yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> As this podcast demonstrates. Yes. You better have some kids or people will figure an arsehole when you're dead. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, but so anyway, the, so the Cavendish Arms, yeah, so you have to bring someone and then it's like a comp- 
competition and then you don't know when you're on they draw your numbers out of a hat and it's all awful and then you win a little plastic cup don't mm. you if you do very well which is quite we, you know yeah we've all, won, we've all won a cup yeah I, and I, so i won the on the uh, uh, and your first well, gig on my first gig although Amazing. they were out of little plastic cups so i actually won a a small stay puffed marshmallow man which was presumably the only object backstage oh, oh, that's kind of that fun. resembled a trophy which, yeah. I, which i think i may have lost but i did keep for many years as a as a reminder that i i once did something that was good mm. and to date I, I i think a lot of people have a bad first gig which is probably better yeah. than having a good first gig mm. but it's because it's very hard based on how much effort I put into the first gig and how well it went like I'm never going to get that value yes, again because yes, yes. I put loads of effort into my career now so no matter how good a gig goes it's like yeah but I spent 10, 10 years on this mm. whereas that I just thought of some ideas said them and it went really well and yeah. I was like yes I'm like... sure chasing this high yeah, will yeah. be so satisfying much... <laughs> you know what made us remember you obviously um i'm not gonna mention your hair but <laughs> i think you've done enough of that yeah I but think, well, it was to be fair it was probably five minutes of jokes all about my hair so yes yes exactly right um but but on the circuit and it still exists today that most of the dudes your age 28 about 28 uh were we're just talking about cocks and more about their cocks and and you would distinct because your material was um about john the baptist in a window um and and, that, and then we're like oh have you seen that guy he's so funny and it was so refreshing and like were you kind of conscious of the fact that you were in a, a sea of you know cock material it's in a, in a, a float in a sea of cocks yes um yeah i i guess i just don't have it it's partly what we were talking about before which if you edit it out of the podcast is going to make this confusing yeah <laughs> which is that um you're guided by the audience to some extent yeah i think mm. and i i think i um i certainly have vaguely sexless vibes i think i sort of seem like a, a, a wizard or a scholar and you know so on the occasion where i've thought of a joke which depends on a rude premise or a rude word it doesn't really work for me and i know sometimes mm. i think this is an okay joke you know somebody else could do this yeah and it would work but audiences don't want it they don't, yeah. I don't think they want to know that I am aware of sex. Right. Really. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. whenever I have a joke that features it, it's always a, a joke which is sort of at arm's length or in some way about discomfort <laughs> around so, the subject. So cock to you is like Kim T to us. <laughs> this is like our kryptonite. <laughs> <laughs> But if we swap and I oh. do kimchi and you do cock, we oh. should be fine. So you won the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, and then it's just been, you know, it's been. I'm thinking, I'm imagining now in the film a sort of montage. Yeah, a montage to... skipping over like four years of plateauing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the account, oh. Something good happening. Fast forwarding through the montage. That's yeah, yeah, your yeah, hair yeah. is blowing in the wind. You were moving so fast I've, through I've your career. I've forgotten how many different rooms I had met you in, and yeah. this podcast has been a great opportunity to remember the different <laughs> London pubs. We've been in together. Yeah. So cut to Mock the Week. You were on Mock the Week, and then coincidentally, I'm not implying there's a link here, it, it ended. <laughs> <laughs> it was the last episode. Wasn't yeah, no, no, no. You're absolutely right. It ended immediately after I was on it. <laughs> um, so the, I was on it three times. Um, which is which is more than I expected I would be, um, mm. and then they cancelled it because they decided all of the jokes had been done and that satire was complete, um, and that with my contribution, <sighs> they, we just didn't really need any more. No. Really ever. It's Pete. It had to be. You could it, not yeah, get yeah. any better. It's yeah. not getting. I mean, obviously, the people who reply to mock the week on Twitter don't think. Don't think it has peaked. And, oh, my. Uh, although, to be fair, none of them have watched it since Frankie left. Uh, and the reason I know that is that they say that every time they get about <laughs> it. 
Was it? Were you? What was the? Were you prepared for the sort of reaction? Did you kind of know? Because you're you're big on Twitter, aren't you? How many followers have you got? Let's have a number, please. <laughs> um, at the time of recording, I mean, it's it's going down rapidly. Every time Elon Musk tweets, I lose followers, which is annoying because normally it's my bad tweets that lose me followers. But now his bad <laughs> behaviour is, yeah. is losing me followers. I'm not doing anything. It's just happening. Oh, um, I hadn't thought about that because I've lost about 100 followers, and I was like, oh. I've, not That's it. It's people are just leaving Twitter. Tell the fascist fuck the queen. <laughs> Fucking hell. No, they've just left Twitter. No, they no, haven't no, left they you. Left I think they haven't left, left you. Yeah. Oh, so oh, my the... ego is restored. Oh, thank goodness for that, everyone says. <laughs> I think, um, and I've got no evidence that that's the reason. No, nope, that that's the reason. No, we are. Oh, excellent. Well, is there it, we go. Is it time for a quiz? Ellie? Oh, can we have a quiz, mate? Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. We can. So, um, am I am I being quizzed? You were being yes. quizzed. Okay, let's now, do it. So here's the thing. So as I say, um, you are you're not a parent. I hope you don't mind me saying. No, that. I hope no, that's I'm not, not news. Not that he knows of. Um, and you've been very honest about that. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you. I'm, I'm very open about being um, childless, child-free. We say child-free these days to gloat yes. a little bit. <laughs> you know, you've written a book for children, but how well do you know? Children. Good question. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's a reasonable question. So this yeah. is a quiz. To sort of, this is a modern day children's quiz to sort of get a window into our world. Okay. And parenting. Right. Okay. We're not expecting great things. <laughs> but it's let, not the first time I've heard that it's, sentence. It's, it's, I'm going to put that quote on the, my second book, <laughs> Scummy Mummies. We're not expecting great things. <laughs> but you might learn something. Uh, am I also taking part in, in yes, this quiz? Yes, you are. Play along. Let him win. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Oh, okay, right, yeah, yeah cool. great. Okay, which of these is not a Lego Ninjago character? Oh, I'm going to know this. Lord Garmadon, Le Lloyd, or Invisible Ian? <laughs> <laughs> um, Surely that's shortened to Ian Visible. Like, oh! 
<laughs> well, since you're still workshopping that name, I'm, I'm going to go for Ian Visible as being the. I, I concur. That's okay, my you answer. both have a point. Sorry, Excellent. Invisible Ian. Invisible Ian. Invisible Ian is correct. Good, good. Okay, if they're all this difficult, I should be okay. okay. Uh, just to just to, do, I get a bonus point for saying Lloyd is of course an Ninjago figure, but he's referred to as Lloyd by his father, Lord Garmadon, in the Ninjago film. Yes. Whereas in the more wider canon, he's generally just called Lloyd. Yeah. Can exactly. I have a point for that? Oh wow! Did you know that? No. One I for the fans. Welcome. One You're welcome. <laughs> I didn't even know there was a wider canon. Yeah. <laughs> now, Ellie, you may not know this. Which of these is a Haribo variety? Happy Cola Zing, Fizzy Dizzies, or Squidgy Smurfs? Okay, I'm Ooh. vegan, so I can't eat any of those. Oh, you lose. Um, I don't think I've, but I've never. I, I don't think people like blue sweets. Do they? Mm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Squidgy Smurfs. Do you not remember when Blue Smarties when it came out? People lost their fucking minds. <laughs> no, I Seriously. don't know that. No, people no. went mental for it. Oh, okay, well. I'll... So which of these is a Haribo oh, variety? Is yes. Oh, okay, right. So I... so so Happy Cola Zing, Fizzy Dizzies, or Squidgy Smurfs? I'm gonna say Fizzy Dizzies. I'm saying Happy Cola Swingers, oh. whatever it was. Happy, Happy Cola, Cola Swingers. Happy Cola, Zing. <laughs> Happy Cola Zing is the correct answer, oh, Ellie. That's not as good as Fizzy no? Dizzies. No, Fizzy Dizzies. I would eat fizzy dizzies. Why yeah. would you eat happy colours? Fizzy dizzies sounds like some excellent drugs from the late nineties. <laughs> got any fizzy dizzies, mate? <laughs> oh, I've got some happy colour things though. Oh, <laughs> Take a blue smurf. <laughs> All right. Which of these is not a baby food brand? Hip Organic, Ellie's Kitchen, Babies. Babies. It's just a jar of bees. You open it. It's bees. <laughs> what was I expecting? They're swarming in the room now. Oh. Settling on the child's head. Don't move it. Babies. Babies is too crazy, I think, for you to have invented it. Because if you if you came up with babies, then that's cruel. Because mm. it's too weird. So I think it's real. So I'm going to say hip organic. No, wait. You're Ellie. So Ellie's Kitchen is my first. Yeah. He's so smart. But do you know what that's a play on for a bonus Is point? there another kitchen? The, no, there is Ella's Kitchen. Ella's yeah. Kitchen. Yeah, well, that's yeah. probably what I was thinking of. I'm sure I've heard yes, of Yes, you've probably heard yeah. that. You've been so there is a real babies. There is a babies. Yeah. Babies. Babies. It's like you're warning like easy, someone about easy. bees, but in a, in a Scooby-Doo babies kind of way. <laughs> right. How many chicken nuggets are in a Happy Meal? Again, one for the vegans. Um, Okay, yeah, I haven't eaten a, a Happy Meal for many years. Uh, so it's going to be six or eight. In the current economy, I'm going to go with six. I'm going to say five. Ah, what? An odd number? Outrageous. Uh, four, you dickheads. What? <laughs> oh, oh, it's cut back. This is 12 back. years of Tory Listen. governance. <laughs> there were five, but the Hamburglar got in there. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm glad we both got that wrong. Yeah. This, is, this is old Nick Clegg and the coalition government's oh, legacy. Taking our nuggets. Four. Nuggets. Listen, we nuggets. can talk about this on the new podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. You'll have a lovely time <laughs> together. Uh, what should you say to a mother who has looked after a small child all day after you come home from work? Uh, uh, Hang on. Oh, I've, got, I've, oh, got, right. I've got options. It seems really broad. Get, Ready? Go, yeah. Gee, the house is a mess. Oh, God, not pesto pasta again. I'm tired from work. Give me 15 minutes rest. Or would you like me to book you a holiday to Mexico for a month? <laughs> um, I, I think it's number four. I yes, it is. I think it's, the, I think it's absolute, the final one. Yes, because all the other things uh, were said by uh, um, husbands to uh, mothers that we know, and that was incorrect. So, <laughs> as a warning, just as just that, that was my mm. way of subtly yeah. uh, telling you: if you know mothers and you come home from work, don't say the a month's three, holiday. Is, yeah, is, a month's holiday. Manager. I reckon in Mexico. Has, has, have any of the husbands you know? 
come on offering months holidays. No, but they work. should. They yeah. should. Yeah. That's why she's divorced. Yeah. Uh, no. How many nights in a row can a seven-year-old eat a pizza for? <laughs> <laughs> now, hang on. Seven times 365. Hang on. Is it three, nine, their entire seventh year, or until they leave home? Um... I'm going to have to say until they leave home, I think. That is correct. Yes. Yes. Excellent. Yeah. As Ellie and I know, both our second children um, only eat pizza or square ham. Oh, yeah. Does it have to be square? They won't yes, eat Yes, it has ham. to be square, Alistair. <laughs> we even call it plastic ham and they still fucking eat it. They love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Plastic That's because pizza's, pizza's around, but square ham is square. So Yeah, square on. ham. Come on, kids. <laughs> I know. That's aesthetically irritating. How long is an entire episode of Paw Patrol? Is it 15 minutes, 11 minutes, or an entire lifetime? Yeah, any, any <laughs> length of time is too long for, yes. for Paw Patrol's whitewashing of the police and their crimes. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with 11. Alistair Becker King is correct. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. Here we go. Because those characters simply do not have the depth to sustain 23 no. minutes. <laughs> no. Um, what can you find at a soft play centre? A ball pit, a slide, curly fries... Or the stench of feet and despair. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, as, as, a, as a childless man, I'm not allowed to go to soft places. No, on that my own. Yeah, I, you I, found I, that out the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> Ball pit? What? You, you cannot just go and soak up the vibes. <laughs> A soft play area. Really cheap lattes. So I'm remembering from, from when I was a kid. Um, but the, you know, there were, in the northeast at least, there were no ball pits. Um, there were no slides. <laughs> what do you what have was there? Um, just a pillow those, just some ropes those those shapes those sort of primitive shapes oh, the yeah. foam yeah. shapes that you can sort of build yeah. theoretically but there's only four of them so you can't really yeah, yeah. I remember there being one which was like a torus like a donut that a kid would always try and get in and be rolled yeah but, yeah. but we never really managed it Mm. And, and the killer fries didn't exist in the 90s. Are you sure that was even a foam shape and not just a tyre that they put in to make up the numbers? It was just yeah. a car park. It was yeah. more of a yeah, more of a dump, I suppose. You might, yeah. More of a, uh, <laughs> a p- pile of old cars and uh, parts. Oh, it was a bit of a trick question. You find it's all, all of those, all, isn't it's it? All of them. It's all of them. Yeah. We we used to get very excited about getting curly fries at the Gambados, but it's now been shut down. Covid did it in. Gambados Beckenham. It's gone sadly. Gambados Beckenham used to sell alcohol. Yes. <laughs> Really? Know, which wow. I, even I... Was, <laughs> because if you fall over, it's fine. You're in a soft play area. So. Yeah. Oh. I did. I remember finding it weird, but obviously then buying a beer. But my favourite thing was... <laughs> there were, there were yes, signs please. all over the place saying, please do not leave your alcohol unattended. <laughs> I was like, oh. maybe don't sell alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and then I went there one day and I was like, oh, I'll have a Bex, please. And they were like, no, the man who had the licence has left. We ain't got a new licence. And I never went again. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my favourite soft play um, incident uh, was when Bromley one. What was the Bromley one that we used to go to? The, oh, the Bromley Glades, yeah? Yeah. Anyway, there's a rope thing that people could crawl across. Oh, yeah. And then I just remember a kid crawling across and halfway stopped and then just did a piss. Oh, And then it was yeah. just like a, like, a, like a waterfall of piss. Oh. And it soaked into, the, like, the carpet. And then someone... And you were in socks. So someone was going to walk into cold piss. Oh. Why did we go Take really? me back to those comedy gigs all over again. Oh, oh God. Sick. Should we have uh, one? Can I do, can I do a you do, Yes, yes, you, yes. Oh, we, we need more maths-based comedy. Uh, Granny gives little Johnny... Four sweets and little Ian. <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny name. It is. Uh, five sweets. Mm-hmm. Um, how long will the fight last, and who will survive? <laughs> okay, um, I think I think Granny will survive. Mm. That's correct. Okay, you can have a point for that. Absolutely <laughs> excellent. Um, 
Finally, which of the following isn't a symptom of preeclampsia? Can I speak English? I need to eat. Sorry, start again. Which of the following isn't a symptom of pregnancy? Bum grapes. That's, you know, piles. <clears throat> yep. In, in colloquial yes. talk. Nibbles the size and colour of salami slices. Hairy palms. Lustrous hair. I'm going to go with hairy palms as not a symptom of... That is correct. Yes. God, Jesus, I think she's good at this, Ellie. God, you get lustrous you. hair as a, as, a, as a pregnant lady. Is that right? Yes. Mm. It's a weird... It's the only thing that's good about it. About pregnancy, <laughs> you get really, process. really fucking excellent hair and great nails, oh. but then everything else is so body, really unpleasant. That's they're both kerosen, I guess. So the body's making loads of. They're made of the same stuff, aren't they? Nails. All right, they? Einstein. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't come here to be made fun of for knowing a word. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> well, it turns out it's just yeah. know what an adjective is. You can't. You know what I mean? Jesus. It's, it's, it's oh, it's all got fancy. Oh, so uh, who who won the quiz? Oh, I think Alistair did, Ellie. Congratulations. Mean, to be fair, you didn't answer most of the questions. You just had no, to answer them. Just, so I'm, you know. I, I'm just still taking it, though. Invisible Ian, though, will, will live on. Yes. I'm sure in, in, in some way or another. Well, you've won uh, this Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't believe there actually is a Stay, push mar- stay Puff Marshmallow Man. It yeah, is. but uh, well, don't take him away because my no, child no, will no, literally no, cry. Obviously, yeah. that was a joke. Oh, well, there we go. Mm. Now, uh, I enjoyed the quiz, Helen. Thank you very much. Oh, it's you're very welcome. Now for the Scummy Mummy Confessions. Ah, oh, marvellous. I've got two. Oh, one, one is a little bit embarrassing, but I'll... I'll <laughs> okay, so the, the first one is the most recent one. You know, you said I needed to go to the toilet before. When I ran up your stairs, I did as many farts as there are stairs. <laughs> but you didn't hear them or smell it, so I was really relieved. Oh, but uh, now I'm going to think uh, about that for the rest of the day every time I go out on them stairs. I know, it was that's really embarrassing. Duck I think, smuggling is the is it? term. Duck I don't know if you know the term. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, w- yes, walking to disguise a, a fart. Cause it's the sort of that... <laughs> oh, it's awful, it's yeah. awful. But I thought you would have heard it and it's you, a neither really, of you really said good anything. Phrase. No. no, I've once clapped to yeah, a fart. Say, she I... claps to try and hide the fart. <laughs> 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 Why are you clapping? No, no, but if people know that you've heard of it, just like she's pretty <laughs> impressed with her own farts. <laughs> Small round of applause. She flies her own show and claps her own fart. <laughs> Helen Thorne. Oh dear. <clears throat> and the other, slightly embarrassed. You know, you know how I said I didn't go to your show because I was banging an Italian. Well. I was banging an Italian in the Hilton earlier this year, mm. and um, oh, which we... hole is that again? I've forgotten the slam. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'd left the telly on, and we were mid bang, and Mock the Week came <laughs> on, and it was your episode, <laughs> and I stopped mid bang and went, "Oh, that's my friend Alistair." Can't <laughs> 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 <All> right. <laughs> And I remember this happened, and she told me this story. Oh. And I was like, oh. And, and then she was like, oh, and it was really distracting. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Didn't you turn the television off? <laughs> no. And she was like, no. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you left it on. I didn't know where the remote was. I was like, how can I hop out? I mean. It was muted. Surely you'd muted the telly. No. <laughs> So you were, you were like Dara saying this rounds for everyone. You listened to the whole thing. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> While I was being boned by Italian. I, I honestly, I mean. Unlikely things to hear in a hotel room. Yes, Look, exactly. I just can't. People you know doing mock the week. Why you have sex? That's ridiculous. Yeah, I like you very much, Alistair. I, I like to think we're good friends, and I'm a huge fan of your comedy. But I, I'm sorry, I don't think I could listen to you while I was having no, it off. No, I sorry. couldn't listen to me. I would, <laughs> I, 
I would not well, have I, that on. Well, I have. Um, and there we are. Oh. They're, they're, they're... I did once let someone do me from behind while watching a Brookside omnibus, but that's another story. <laughs> it was a different time. It was a different time. Oh. That's my scummy mummy confession, done. That's very nice. I can't I mean, confess anything seen... that matches that. Um, my, 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 my now girlfriend, or my, my girlfriend, which is... <laughs> my current usually, girlfriend. My current girlfriend. <laughs> At time of, of recording. Yes. Of many, many years. <laughs> oh. We met when we were kids. Um, we met when we were both six. It's very important that we were both six. Oh, yes, I think so. <laughs> You can't just say, I met my girlfriend when she was six. Really? Did you met it when you were at primary we school? We met her at primary school. Aww. We met boyfriend and girlfriend then, we were children. Um, but we played Joseph and Mary in the in oh, Nativity, oh. which is quite sweet. Adorable. And obviously she was um, pregnant, so you had to get married. <laughs> <laughs> to get married yeah. he, he made an honest woman out of her. Uh, I committed to Of course, to the, the baby's not his, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> she started really badly. Uh, my, uh, my toga, uh, my sort of, my sheet... The costume yes, yes, yes. Um, Your robe. was poorly. It was held up by two staples, which came off during the innkeeper scene, and oh. so I think I was wearing part of a PE kit underneath. So I think I was wearing shorts. So I don't think I was. I don't think I was completely naked in front of all the parents. You didn't let yourself down. No, oh. I wasn't. But um, that was my first taste of show business. <laughs> My, was doing the the innkeeper scene as, as it, is it sort of didn't sort of fall off in one go it fell off gradually across the yes, whole scene and slow. people I, people were sniggering and laughing and I was oh, well, I was secretly enjoying oh, it I was going to say there was a bit of you like, I'm like kind of milking, <laughs> milking it a little bit yeah. it's yeah. a bit of honey that I like yeah, yeah can I just say though for the younger listeners both of you um, that, that <laughs> that's what the 80s were like right we used to staple costumes to children <laughs> exactly staplers are probably illegal in schools you probably not allowed to have them yeah, and everyone probably, uh, Amazon primes their costumes like yeah, no one, no one really? yeah, yeah. it's something I always used to hate about American sitcoms was when they had a costume party it would always be like oh, we're we, oh, we're all unemployed and we live in this flat but then in costume parties they would have like TV quality costumes mm. and I hated that because those are like they cost like hundreds of quid to hire and yeah. thousands of pounds to buy. Yeah. So it really annoyed me. But now it, it seems, I guess prices have dropped on costumes because oh, the quality the of costumes have massively improved. As we say, that's why we um, I called my child Charlie so that every World Book Day I just send him to school with a chocolate bar like he works at the factory. <laughs> uh, I hope to do something similar with our second son, Gruffalo. Anyway. <laughs> Well, that's a lovely story. Thank you. And this looks like a lovely story. Do you see what I did there? Ellie picked up a copy of my book. Yeah. She just keeps getting asked back to Radio 4. Look at, look this at that. This is it. You I'm know, she's got the skills. You know. um, Montgomery yes. Bonbon. Montgomery Bonbon, Murder at the Museum. I think it will probably be out by the time this podcast... It, def- it, yeah. d- it definitely will be. It will be in some shops and on the internet. And you can, buy, you can actually buy it for money. No VAT, kids' book. It's a Excellent. Scam. It says seven ninety nine on the back. Cause probably because it's a paperback. Have you thought of doing a hardback? <laughs> <laughs> probably bumped that up a bit to uh, 11 or 12 if it were hardback. Oh. <laughs> now, we had Adrian Charles on the other week, and he said, it's really awful, isn't it, when you're not on tell anymore and someone says, what's in the pipeline? So now Mock the Week has finished. <laughs> <laughs> what's next for you, what's ABK? Next? What's next? Yeah, I just, actually, so, uh, um, somebody saw me in a train station and was like, oh, we'd love to Mock the Week. Uh, what are you filming now? And I was like, I, I'm not in charge of these things. <laughs> Um, you should have just said, oh, it's mainly pornography. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> quite a niche. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And so you've got this book coming out February and it'll be available everywhere. <laughs> not necessarily oh, everywhere. I don't know. It's if you not... click on his links. Yeah, you just click on links. my links. There's links. You can buy it. Uh, it's in Canada and Australia, but not America. <laughs> but that's the the US rights are available if any powerful American publishing houses listen. 
good. But they'll, cha- they'll change it for the American market. It'll be called, you know, something like Deaf at the Mall. Oh, <laughs> oh excellent. excellent. So, yes, excellent book. Uh, go and buy it. She always does it. She asks people, she always asks the guests where oh. people can buy their book as if, as if grown adults it's have no idea. Someone will be listening to podcasts going, well, oh, the book sounds great. I've no idea how to go about buying a book. <laughs> That's a fucking impossible challenge. Can I, can I just do one more? Um, slight segue to sex again uh, you're having your book launch on Ellie's husband's birthday and Ellie used to do a joke in the show going oh my husband's birthday is on St Valentine's which Day which is Valentine's Day we should yes. say yeah, yeah. so I only have to give him one blowjob a year yeah <laughs> and I'm gonna this year it's gonna be at your book launch <laughs> So that completes the circle. Yes, but make sure there's locked on those toilet doors. Uh, or I could do it if you like at the book launch. Yeah, no, no, no. I'd make it. Yeah, there'll be a speech from me and the editor, and then maybe just a just a public blowjob. Yeah. <laughs> just the back of Ellie's head. Just round that off. Yeah, uh, but we have been married for like twelve years, so I was like. I know it's your birthday and it's the most romantic day of the year, but do you want to go to Alistair's book launch? And he was like, yeah, I do. <laughs> so if it's all right, I'd like to bring... And I'm going to ask in the podcast, you can't say no. I yeah, please, please. Book launch, please. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to bring an Italian, but maybe a Spanish one. Yeah, go for us. Yeah. Try Spanish. Yeah. Is there a travel lodge nearby? Because <laughs> <laughs> if so, she might not make it. It's, yeah. uh, it's West London, so it's probably quite expensive hotels. Oh, no, no, just the car park. You can, go, you can go to the rich and you can have sex in the room that Thatcher died in. Oh, oh can you? I don't know. I assume I assume the room's available now. Challenge you know exception is though. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. Uh, yes. So thank you very much for listening. Come and see our live show, please. Please come uh, and see. Come us. and see our live show. Go to scummymummies.com for dates and tickets. We're going all over the shop, aren't we, Helen? Oh, where aren't we going? Um, so many places. Uh, we are going to. Uh, we're going to be going to Cambridge, um, Bristol, Birmingham. I'm really excited about going to Birmingham. Burnley, Burnley. That we place. are going to Burnley. We're going to that place in Wales that I can't pronounce. Cairnafon. Yes. Cairnafon. Do you know Cairnafon? Uh, no, 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 no. We're going to Wales. We're going to Wales, which is really awesome. Brighton, Bath, all over. Um, mm. Very exciting. Go to scumbymoes.com. You're on tour? No, yeah, uh, yes, I'm, I'm on. Uh, doing a little tour of the UK in April, May this year. Lovely. I think. Lovely time to tour. Um, so if anybody's listening in Derry, please come and see me because um, most of them are selling pretty well, but Derry is looking like You always have to have so one. Bad. You have to have one. We've, we've done Derry. Really fun. Mm. Really fun. We'd sold out the white wine before it began. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Strong. Well, yeah, totally well if, you, if you've sold out Derry, that means you've got listeners in Derry. Let's get the, let's get the drunk mums to my show. Come yes. on in. Fit very funny seats. show. Excellent. It is very, very funny. Even my father thinks so. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a podcast out, if you were speaking of drinking, with uh, Stephanie Chivers about trying to drink a bit less alcohol. It's, it's more fun than it sounds. It's really <laughs> funny. And if you listen to the first episode, uh, Ellie cries. Ah, uh, which wow. is a bit of which is rare, always funny. Rare, Helen laugh. Rare audio treat. No, yes. it's brilliant. It's absolutely excellent. Amazing so, guests, experts. Uh, do subscribe and like. It's called Sort Your Shit Out, so go and have a listen to it if you want to do that. Mm. Um, anything else? Any other admin? Oh, I will plug your podcast, The Lawmen, oh, yes. which is an excellent... Uh, when I used to run all the time, it used to keep me going on the long runs. Very, very funny podcast about, about folklore. Yes, me and uh, Mrs. James Shakeshaft oh. invest- investigate in quotes... Folklore from around the British Isles. That's brilliant. And then, and then arbitrarily rate it with millennial <laughs> arrogance. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Very, We're going to Nepal uh, in, in March uh, to walk Everest Base Camp for the Bourne Charity. And uh, we will have a GoFundMe by the time this episode comes out. Thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for time. having me. And thank you for listening. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>
was waiting for you to say it. Bye-bye! You're not going to say it, Esther? Bye. I was distracted because Helen clapped and thought she might be masking a fart. <laughs> Babies! <laughs> imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.